Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to our two. Of weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz. Fantasy Prince Sean Angle steering the ship, keeping us flying straight, producing the show. Want to follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. Follow George Kurtz on Twitter at George K U R T Z. Uh, any questions you have about uh, your drafts coming up, any players, feel free. George is the answer man, man. Could catch George on the Slack channel too. Roto Expert Slack channel, right, George? Indeed you can. Yeah, baseball and uh, football, we cover it all. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm there a couple of times per day. Yeah, I'm going to start visiting. Uh, uh, I know we had a little uh, emails between uh, between the group. I'll, I'll be uh, taking part as well. Um, so uh, fantasy football, right? The uh, Scott Fishbowl uh Invitations were all sent, and and now I guess most of us, if not all of us, know what divisions we're playing in. Uh, I guess we should explain what the Scott Fishbowl League is before we go any further, right? <laughs> uh, so it's a league of – it's a mixture, right, George, of experts and uh, fantasy fans uh, that uh, take part. It's a huge league. 900 teams, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 900 teams. I believe it's 900. 75 leagues or divisions of 12 teams. Uh, you got 12 conferences. It's uh, a 12-round slow draft uh, where uh, there's no trading allowed. And here's the composition of your starting lineup. You start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and you have four flex positions and one of those flex can be a quarterback. So what's that known as, George? A super flex, right? That is known as a super flex, Joe. My favorite <laughs> type of league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great uh, job of putting this together. Uh, and what uh, division are you in there? Uh, do you know? I'm in the, uh, what is it, the, uh, the office division. Uh, Kevin Malone, I believe, is the, the name of my division. Uh, that's cool. I'm in a the. If you're, the show if you're is, a fan of The Office, that Kevin Malone was a character on the show. Yeah, I think that's how he works it. Yeah, so last year was like superheroes was, or something, or was Disney? Wasn't it Disney last year? Last year I was in the the Hercules division or whatever. So I guess whatever yeah. uh, he took from that. Yeah, it's funny how he does genie. feature. He'd, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it was Disney character. I don't know something like that. So. Uh, it is. It is what it is, as far as how he goes about it. But uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I've I've been playing it for oh, I think since day one. So uh, it's fun. I uh, it's a super flex, which I really enjoy. He tweaks rules every year. You know, mm-hmm. every year there's something different there, so he tries to keep it uh, new. It's never. And by the way, the guy's standard. name is is Scott Fish. That's Scott, Scott Fish. Fish. He started the league and uh, ingeniously calls it the Scott Fishbowl League. Yeah, and you're right. He he went on the, out uh, on a limb there with that name. <laughs> it works out perfectly. Uh, yeah, and you're right. He, he tweaks the, the rules, and it's very interesting. Innovative scoring, right? Um, and, uh, you know, instead of uh, the classic point per reception or whatnot, the half point per, per reception, uh, he added the half a point for first down when it comes to rushing and half a point per first down. Uh, for receiving as well as uh, for reception. And uh, the tight end gets an extra half a point per first down, half a point per reception. 
So it's an interesting draft, and this is my second year. Last year, I did fairly well. I think I ended up maybe 8-4 and four or something, but uh, there's so many, like, I, I didn't get far into the rest of the playoffs. I was knocked out, like, you know, you know, week one. But it is a very interesting concept. And also, uh, Scott Fish is involved in uh, Fantasy Cares, so you should Google that. It's a great organization uh, giving back. Uh, so it's uh, nice to be part of that as well. It is. Like I said, it's, it's a fun league. I enjoy playing it. I'm glad. I'm very happy to be a part of it. It is a super flex, so it's my favorite type. And uh, I think the draft starts on July 9th, if I remember correctly. Yep. So it's a week from yep, Monday. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I have the last pick in the first round. Do you? And what do you think you're going to do with that? Because uh, I have the exact opposite. I have the first pick overall. Well, your decision is easier than mine. I'm, I'm assuming you're taking uh, Todd Gurley. I think, uh, now once again, it's a super flex. So it's not like normal drafts. Uh, it, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to take the 12th best, you know, whatever, sixth best running back, whatever it is. No, I, I have the 12th and 13th pick. I can guarantee you that I'm taking a quarterback with one of those picks. That mm -hmm, I know. Mm -hmm. Probably not taking two. You know, so we start two quarterbacks in this league. Is uh, So I'm definitely taking one. You never know in a super flex how it's going to go. How many other people are going to want to take quarterback in the first round? It could be three or four. It could be I'm the only one. You just mm -hmm. don't know. People sometimes forget that because uh, uh, a lot of us state, and I, I said this over and over again, said it this morning with Kevin Walsh, in regular leagues where you start one quarterback, I wait forever on the quarterback. Some people yes. do the same in a super so flex, mm -hmm. and that's a mistake. In a super flex or a two-quarterback league, it's a mistake. You need to take your quarterbacks early. So I know I'm taking one, mainly because let's say I, I, I pick 12 and 13th overall. Let's say I don't take a quarterback, and I take a, you know, a top wide receiver, top running back, whichever two you want to give me. Well, that means the earliest I can get a quarterback now is 23 picks later. Mm -hmm. If there's any kind of quarterback run, my first quarterback could be someone like Dak Prescott. And my second quarterback could end up being With Ryan Derek Tannehill. Carr. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, you're not going to win with that. You're just not in a mm -hmm. super flex league. You know, it's, uh, these quarterbacks are important. Quarterbacks do score more points than any other position. You know, like I said, I have a lot of experience. I've, my home league has been a super flex forever for 30, 40 years now. So that's the way uh, we play it. I know, uh, I do know how to draft in these leagues, but the problem is your quarterback gets hurt, you're generally screwed. You know, it's hard to make up for that. In a super flex league, you have, you know, it's a little easier because obviously you can put a wide receiver, tight end, or running back in that slot. But as you already said, there's four flex spots in this league. There's yeah. not going to be much on the waiver wire. You know, all the, it's going to be very barren. You know, I, I, no I, I applaud him mm -hmm. for getting rid of kickers, and he's never had trades. I applaud him for getting rid of kickers, uh, getting rid of defenses, uh, and mm -hmm. the flexes. I do like it, but it will make the waiver wire more barren. You suffer injuries, you're going to have some problems. Last year, loved my team after the draft. Unfortunately, I banked on the Packers. I think I had four Packers on my team. I think I, I had Nelson. I may have had Adams. I had Rodgers, and I think I had Montgomery as well. Banking on the Packers. They scored a ton of points. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I got to start crying. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I had Odell Beckham Jr. on my team last year, and obviously you know what happened. After, I think, uh, week four, he was done for the season. So, yeah, my first two picks. And, and, and I, I've learned because you're right. I mean, you, you want to get your quarterback early uh, in this type of a league. But I, if I remember, I think my, my first two picks last year were Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, I forget where I was picking from, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going for a, a, a quarterback early. Now, does, does where you're drafting uh, affect how early you might go for a quarterback in, in this type of league? Like, let's say if you're, you mentioned that you're, you're number 12, you have the 12th pick, so you would have 12 and 13. And if you waited, then you have to wait 23 picks for, for a quarterback. But let's say if you have the sixth, quarter, uh, sixth uh, pick, would that affect how, would that allow you to wait a little bit on a quarterback? In, a, in a, any league where I can draft two quarterbacks, Joe, I don't want a top four pick. <laughs> because if I have a top four pick, mm. I'm not going to be able to pass up on Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ezekiel mm. Elliott, Todd Gurley, yeah. or Antonio Brown. I'm just not mm. going to be able to pass up on those guys. So I'm going to mm. take them. And that's going to be a problem because, once again, if you have a top four pick, that means you're not going to go again for 20 more picks. If there's a quarterback mm. run, you could be at the wrong end of it. But the way I look right. at it is, even if there is a quarterback run, what's my worst-case scenario? Phillip Rivers is my number one? Okay, I can, live. I can win with Phillip Rivers. And I'll mm. still have one of those top four guys I just mentioned. So I can live mm. with that. So it, it does matter where you pick, but if I had the fifth overall pick, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. 
You know, anywhere yeah, that's, anywhere after four, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, like, you know, in a normal league, I'd be thrilled to have the number one pick overall. But in this one, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gurley, like you mentioned. And maybe we should talk about, uh, you know, who should be the number one overall pick. And, and you know, maybe we'll go over some of the names. But, uh, but then I have to wait a lot of time to take uh, – a quarterback, you know, so I'm thinking maybe with my next two picks, maybe I go for a quarterback, you know, go back to back with a quarterback. Oh, I'm not against that at all. I'm not like if I was in your position, there's a good chance I am doing that because once again, if you don't, what's your second quarterback going to look like? You know, mm-hmm. you're already by taking, you, you got the first overall pick, so you got Gurley. So mm-hmm. that's a good start. At number 24, yeah, like I said, you it depends. Every division is going to be different. It's what it's what makes these drafts so much fun in a super flex because you just don't know. There, its mm-hmm. strategy is completely different now. You can't just say wait on a quarterback. You might get lucky and maybe only eight quarterbacks go, and you end up with Matthew Stafford, or mm-hmm. fourteen quarterbacks could go. Either one of these are possibilities here. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the thing here. And if so many, if like I said, it went by the time your third round pick comes, you know, if there are fourteen quarterbacks gone, I probably am going back to back. I don't think you'll have a choice because what are you going to wait? Another 23 picks later, you're going to have, like you said, Alex with his number one. And your number two could easily be Blake Bortles. And good luck <laughs> winning with that, even even though you have Todd Gurley. Good luck winning with two quarterbacks like that. It's mm-hmm. The reason why we always say in one quarterback leagues that you can wait on a quarterback is generally, if you look at the numbers from year to year, after your top couple of quarterbacks, your top three, your Rodgers, uh, Carson Wentz, who I expect to do things, you know, the difference between quarterback five and like quarterback 13 is going to be about two, three, or four points a week. It's not mm-hmm. a huge difference. But when you're adding a second quarterback in there, well, then that difference doubles, triples sometimes because now you're, you're talking, you're, some of these guys' second quarterbacks are going to be the Blake Bortles of the world, you know, Andy right. Dalton's. Where no one has any idea what they're going to do, and generally it's not going to be very good. So if you get those, now you could have, if you get two solid quarterbacks, you could be plus 12 points already, plus 14 mm-hmm. points. You know, and that's a, that goes a long way there. You know, it's, it's a different kind of league. It takes a different kind of strategy. I enjoy playing it, mainly because I don't like playing in any league. Or I don't think, I just, where it's, oh, just wait. It's why I want to give it a kickers and defenses. We always, what do we tell you? Well, take the best one available in, week, in round 15, round 16. Quarterback wait till round nine, round ten. There's no strategy involved there. You add another quarterback here. Now there's strategy. Do I take that quarterback or do I take this great running back that happens to be available? It just adds more intrigue to the draft. It also makes the player pool a little deeper. You know, now you're not as screwed if you had if you didn't get that top pick, you know, or top five picks because the quarterbacks are, are valuable as well. It adds another three more, four more plays at the first round possibilities. I think superflex leagues are the way to go. I wish it would become more standard in leagues. I also think what uh, what Scott Fish added, he started, he's the first person I saw this start this last year, make giving you a point for a first down. Yep. I think that makes all the sense in the world. You know, Jake Seeley doesn't like uh, PPR leagues. And I, uh, I've i never talked to Jake about it, but I, I, I would have to guess one of his reasons for not liking it is that we're awarding a point for a play that may not have meant anything. You know, mm-hmm. I could throw a pass to Joe Galina. He catches it, but he lost three yards on the play. But yet Joe's getting a, get point a point for that. <laughs> what, what is that? What is, I, I, I imagine Jake's uh, reasoning is how does that make any sense? When isn't a first down important? You know, when? When isn't that first down important? So would it make more sense for leagues instead of PPRs to be, I call it PP1, to be PP1 mm-hmm. leagues, P point for first down? I think it makes all the sense in the world. Yep. Uh, well, I'm in the middle of a uh, your friend uh, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, put together a uh, mock uh in the format that uh, the Scott Fishbowl League is is doing. So, uh, and I actually ended up getting the ninth pick in this mock. But let me tell you, so like I mentioned in the real draft, and by the way, I didn't tell you, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this show called The Good Place. Uh, I had to look it up to, to figure out what it was because that's my division. Uh, and I'm in the uh, Good Place division. Uh, my uh, Eleanor Shellstrop. Are you familiar with The Good Place? Uh, sorry, no, I'm not. I wasn't either. But once I looked it up, I had seen it. It's this show with Ted Danson where uh, this woman, uh, she finds she realizes that she's passed on. And she's relieved and surprised that she made it to the good place, meaning uh, she made it to heaven. Isn't that nice? 
So that's oh, my isn't division. that sweet? Yeah, I should have asked for a, 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 a. People were asking, and Scott gave you the uh, option to ask for a division that you would go into. Did you ask, or you just were uh, put in the office? No, no, no. I hear Scott always does ask if you want to play against certain people. Uh, mm-hmm. man, someone said they want to play against me. Sure, I would say that. But mm-hmm. you know, other than that, you know, I don't care where Scott puts me. Yeah. It'd be fun to play against you, but I didn't ask. And and you could have asked what specific show as well that you want to play. The Office is a, is a popular show, and I've, I've seen a bunch of episodes. I like it as well, but uh, were you a big Office fan? I watched it, but I wouldn't say, once again, not a huge fan. It was uh, quirky. You know, it certainly mm-hmm. was quirky. I did, but I found it interesting, but uh, I mean, if I was having to pick a show, would it have been The Office? No. I'm sure he had other shows in there that I would prefer, but once again, it's kind of silly to me. I don't care. You know, it's all about mm-hmm. beating your division. Uh, I did check my division. I think there was only uh, maybe one or two people I recognized there uh, offhand. But uh, once again, that doesn't matter. You know, the mm-hmm. idea of this, obviously you want to win your games, but you got to score points because mm-hmm. I, you, people can do the math here. 900 teams, you know, a lot of this goes by point scoring, especially once the playoffs start here. So you got to score as many points as you possibly can. But it's fun. It's all fun, and it's, uh, like I said, it's one of my favorite leagues. Yeah, uh, I, you're right. I, I, scoring points is almost goes hand-in-hand with one loss record in this league, no? It does, because even if you got one of those unlucky teams that always loses because uh, you know, you're playing the hot team each week, you still got a shot as long as you keep scoring points. All right, we'll be back. More Fantasy Football Talk. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. When I hear this song, George, it reminds me of uh, Guitar Heroes. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, with the game. Even, you know, my, my kids used, I, to, I used, to, used to play with my kids, and this was one of the songs, uh, I think, on the original version of that, that game. I think there have been subsequent versions of that game they added. I think they might have had, we talked ACDC, they had like, might have had an ACDC uh version of it but uh, hey before we uh, move on uh, if you enjoy playing a daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries try the props builder tool at mybookie.ag forget having to create multiple lineups ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money invest in the players that you want without salary caps and if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement no more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, uh, George, uh, we were talking about the Scott Fishbowl League, it's a super flex league where you could flex four players, but uh, one of them can be a quarterback, which uh, makes uh, for an interesting lineup that you could set up every week. And I also mentioned that uh, your friend Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, had put together a mock uh, where we could draft in the format that uh, we can expect to encounter in the Scott Fishbowl League. And um, so in the real league, I said I was number, I had the number one overall pick. So let's see what the person uh, 
who has the number one pick in this mock did. So he took Todd Gurley, which is what I am probably going to do. But let's take a look at the, you know, the top few picks before we move forward. It, to you, is Todd Gurley the hands down, just in general in season long leagues, the hands down number one pick? I mean, it it went this way so far in the mock. It went Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. That was the top five. Uh, and then number six was Alvin Kamara. So the first six picks in this mock, this Scott Fishball mock, were r- running backs. To you, is uh, Gurley the hands-down number one guy? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, I think if Levy, if I knew Le'Veon Bell was going to show up to camp, you know, get all mm-hmm. the practice time in, he would be, be my number one guy here. But because mm-hmm. he's not, but because there's a chance he could get up to a slow start, get up to a slow start last year, could do mm-hmm. it again. Uh, it does seem like at times we see the guys who hold out, they get leg injuries, you know, the quads, the groins, mm-hmm. the hamstrings, calves. So that'll worry me somewhat. That being said, I'll take Bell number two, but I do have Gurley as my number one running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Gurley is pretty much the running back in this category that has the least amount of risk. You know, he's still young enough, right? He, uh, he get surpassed uh, the injury concerns that we had a couple of years ago when he was coming off of an injury. Uh, he's got the strong offensive line, uh, you know, good coaching staff with the Rams who are taking advantage of his strong points, allowing him to catch passes out of the backfield. So, I mean, I think going down the line, we could talk about questions that we have about the next five running backs that I mentioned. Like you, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell with the holdout and all that stuff. And also just the fact that he's been heavily used over the years as well. David Johnson, uh, number three in this draft, you know, his potential that he's going to hold out, right? Uh, Zeke Elliott, I mean, maybe not too many question marks with him. I think just the overall offense with Dallas, with, with the Cowboys, but I, I think that could work to his advantage where he gets even more <laughs> carries and whatnot. Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley, right? Uh, it's just a question because he's a, a rookie, but he should have a fine year. And Alvin Kamara, without Mark Ingram there, I mean, you, you wonder how the Saints are going to be using him, you know, because uh, I don't think he's built to, uh, to to take 20 to 25 carries a week. I mean, you mentioned all the players. I mean, I would love to have any one of them. Any one of them, but they all do have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know if I want to call them warts. I think that's too strong there. Just questions. But they do yeah. have some, right? Concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said I'll still take Bell at number two. I'm not all that worried about him. Elliot, I, I do have some worries because let's face it, he's going to face nothing but eight man boxes. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody in okay. that moment is going to be lined up to stop it to see if Dak can throw to anybody else. See if Hearns can step mm-hmm. up. I mean, people for, we're all talk about Dez. There's no Jason Witten either. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's 73 percent of the catches last year are gone. And there's no one to replace these guys. So if I'm a if I'm a defense, I stop Elliott until Dak proves me he can beat me with the passing game. You know, and I don't know if that can happen. He wasn't very good last year. I just don't know if that can happen this year. So I'm worried about that. Uh, David Johnson, pretty much the same worry as Bell. He holds out. You know, we're gonna have those problems with a possible leg injury. Plus the offense isn't as good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm gonna have some issues there. Barkley. I think he's gonna have a nice year. A really good year, actually. Giants offensive line is not what it was, but that passing game. You know, regardless of what we think about Eli, Beckham's still a threat, assuming he doesn't hold out. You know, Sterling <laughs> Shepard's a nice number two. Evan Ingram, I love and as a Ingram. tight end. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. defense has got to pick their poison here. If you put eight men in the box to stop Barkley, and that's one-on-one with Beckham. Good luck to you there. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot like there. Kamara, we love what he can do. Mark Ingram suspended for the first four games. I think week six is their buy. So Ingram really won't be a factor to, in my mind, week seven at the earliest. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we're going to love Kamara. Love all of these guys. Just that. And, but in a super flex league, I would have taken Rodgers, number five. I, uh, Brown, I would have taken it to the big three running backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um just back to what you mentioned about Dallas, what's the chances that you think that maybe Hearns could put up low-end or high-end, low-end one first round or high-end second round production from Alan Hearns just based on volume? <laughs> because, you know, just Dak having to rely on him. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, Hearns had a pretty nice year, you know, some uh, good touchdown uh, you know, production. Any chance that, you know, Hearns, I mean, could end up being 
a quote-unquote sleeper? How about less than zero? Hmm. I mean, wow. Yes, Hearns has had. Uh, the, <laughs> what we're all forgetting about is uh, who's going to be covering him. The number, the number one, one cornerback each yeah. and every week. Each mm-hmm. and every week he's getting the number one corner. There's no Allen Robinson on the Cowboys to take away that coverage. Hearns is going to be mm-hmm. facing that week in, week out. Yes, he's probably not going to see a safety over the top too much because I think the safety will be in the box more often than not. But he's going to face the number one cornerback almost every game on every play. Mm-hmm. Dallas couldn't figure out how to get Dez open. You know, they never could. They never moved him around. They're not, they're not going to move Hearns around either. They're just not that kind of arms. They don't do that. Dallas mm-hmm. going to try and win games with their offensive line, blowing people off the line of scrimmage, letting Ezekiel Elliott run. That was all fine and good when you had a legitimate passing game. They don't have that anymore. So, no, I, don't, I, I do think Hearns is a draft pick. But as a reserve, a guy you're going to plug in every now and then, someone does have to catch passes there. But uh, I'm not liking uh, this Cowboy passing game whatsoever. The guy I actually might take, uh, if I'm going to take a flyer on, it's probably the rookie, Michael Gallup. He's someone I might want to take because I can take him 14th round and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, good point there. Uh, yeah, so uh, just going forward, I, I gave you the first six picks that went in this mock, and uh, Antonio Brown went seventh. And you mentioned that Rodgers, you would have taken him with the fifth pick. He actually went uh, – he's the first quarterback – uh, taken at number eight and I'll tell you I had the ninth pick and again it's a mock but you know you try to you know uh, experiment a little bit I would have taken him with the ninth pick I would have loved to take him with the ninth pick and then I've taken uh, Kareem Hunt yeah I mean uh, I do wonder because uh, you know when I wrote the uh, the quarterback breakdowns for the Rotor mm-hmm. Experts exclusive edge package I only have mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers in my first tier you know, because he's the only guy I truly believe is the number one. It's just head, head and shoulders above the rest. You know, then you go down with tier two. You know, you get your uh, your Deshaun Watson, if you believe. Only had a, only had a couple of, I should say a couple, only had a handful of starts before he suffered his injury. Carson Wentz, is he going to recover from his injury? Tom Brady doesn't have much to throw to him now that Julian Edelman mm. probably going to be suspended uh, or mm-hmm. is suspended, but he has his uh, hearing tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow, I'm sorry, Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. to see if he can, because he tested for an unknown substance. So there are a lot of question marks about those guys. And I, uh, so I, I am going to, going to wonder if that's why some of these quarterbacks will fall, if in, even in a super flex league, because maybe, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, I got this running back. He's more reliable. I know what he's going to do. The quarterbacks I may not have as much faith in, especially mm-hmm. when the way your draft went. You had the ninth pick. Only one quarterback went. Yeah. You got Kareem Hunt. You got your star, your star running back here. What's the worst-case scenario for you? Six quarterbacks going a row before you go again? Now, even if that mm-hmm. happens, well, then you get the eighth-best eighth best quarterback overall. You're still right. in good shape. Nothing, you had nothing to lose here because quarterbacks, there wasn't a run on quarterbacks yet. You know, and mm-hmm. when it comes to a super flex and a two-quarterback league, I'm always worried about the runs. When is it going right. to start? It is going to start. And you mm-hmm. don't want to be on the wrong end of it because, like I said, you don't want your quarterback one to end up being – you know, that Dak Prescott, Alex Smith type, because then what's your quarterback two going to look like if that's your quarterback mm-hmm. one? That's the issue there. So when you're in your position, I said I would have taken Aaron Rodgers if he was there, but he wasn't there. Right. You know, so I'm okay with that. I mentioned in my league, I'm at 12 and 13. So even, you know, if, if the same thing happens to me, only Aaron Rodgers has gone by me, I don't go six picks later. After, my, mm-hmm. after those two picks, I go 23 picks later. I have no choice. Right. But to take a quarterback right. there. I just didn't, no matter what. I don't care if seven quarterbacks went in the first round or none. Either way, I have to take a quarterback at 12 or 13 because I don't go again for 23 more picks. It's why I'd rather be in your draft position. I, and I, I already said it, I don't want a top four pick because I think as a mm-hmm. top four pick, I'm sort of forced to take one of those top, you know, the Bells, Johns, uh, Bell, Elliott, Gurley, or Antonio Brown. And then mm-hmm. I'd have to hope and prayer, hope and pray that a quarterback's available to me at 20. So I'm really looking mm-hmm. to pick somewhere between that 5 and 10 range. 5 guarantees right. me Rodgers, and a couple of slots later, I might still be able to get Rodgers, but even if I don't, I don't go, I'm not, I'm not waiting that long. I can still take a quarterback in the second round with a guy I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in this mock, I, I just missed him by one with the ninth pick. So uh, number 10 uh, was Leonard Fournette. And then 11th was Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and now here's where you would be picking from. The 12th and 13th pick, pretty much what you said uh, that you would do. And I kind of really like what they did. They took uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Russell Wilson. That's a nice combo. 
That is probably almost exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would definitely take Russell Wilson. No doubt in my mind. He's my number two mm-hmm. quarterback. So I'm taking Russell Wilson there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Hopkins, I may take the top running back. Who, what would be your top running back? Uh, the, by the way, the, one, uh, the draft you sent me was the wrong one. So I, I'm, not, I'm following a different draft than you. But uh, mm-hmm. I might take the top running back there. That would be my only question. It has nothing to do right. with Hopkins. I love Hopkins this year. I think he's going to have a monster right. season. But, once again, because I don't go again with 23 more picks, if I don't take a running back here, what running back am I going to have? You know, right. that, that's going to be a big issue for me here because running backs are going to run out much sooner than wide receivers will. Wide receivers, right. I mean, they run out too, but I can, I can have some decent wide receivers later in the draft. If I'm not taking my first running back until the last pick in the third round, even in a super flex league, it's going to be ugly. You know, so I'm going to have some issues there. So I'm going to lean towards running backs, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to take a lesser player. If I have Hopkins ranks, mm. you know, much higher than that top running back, then I'll take Hopkins because I do believe in Hopkins. And, you know, in some ways you're going with the zero running back strategy, which I did last year in the Scott Fish Bowl. And that didn't work out mm. so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I put the the uh, draft that I sent you over was a completed draft. Uh, was put together by Fighting Chance Fantasy. And that was a two quarterback uh draft this is a live uh, draft that i'm in the middle of uh, a mock so i apologize uh, for confusing you there george uh, i i don't want to make your life any more difficult than it has to be but uh i appreciate so. that i got enough problems of my own without you adding to it joe <laughs> yeah so uh you approve of uh this person uh, it's uh fantasy football trader joe is uh in this mock at uh, 12 and 13 he took deandre hopkins and russell wilson and then after that uh julio jones went uh, and I mean, he's a guy with a little concern because he's a holdout. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, does he deserve to be paid more? Sure, but you got three years left on your contract. Yeah, three yeah. years, and I can't see how Atlanta's going to be able to justify. Yeah, you know, even if they wanted to pay him more money, if you do, you're setting mm-hmm. a precedent. Now, everybody that's uh, outplayed a contract with three years that's going to come running to you. Well, you did it for Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like more money too. And uh, right. generally, teams don't like to do that. I do wonder if they could do some kind of incentive-based. You know, where they could put, okay, you know, if you reach 100 catches, you get this, or 10 touchdowns, whatever, 1,500 yards, whatever they want to put in there. You know, sort of like what New England's done with Gronkowski to placate him a time or two. I wonder mm-hmm. if that could be coming. But I, I just don't know here what's going to happen with Jones. But bottom line is, I don't think he'll hold out. You know, but I, if, you're gonna, if you're asking me would I be concerned, if, let's say he, he does skip all of training camp, then well, we're going to have to revisit this. When I say he's mm-hmm. not going to hold out, I mean, I think he'll re- report for training camp. But if he's out for all of August, uh, same thing with him. And he already has injury histories, right? Always the toes and the ankles. And now he's going to miss all of training camp. Yeah, I'd be concerned. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm with you on that. Um, and after that was uh, Melvin Gordon went. And then I was uh, on deck to make my next pick. And I wanted to take a quarterback and – yeah, I'm looking at the uh, quarterback quarterback uh, ADPs on uh, Fantasy Pros. So you got Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson top three. At number four was Tom Brady. Now I heard you earlier this morning with uh, Kevin Moss talking about Tom Brady, but I actually took him. <laughs> so I, I know you're, you're you've got your concerns, and you know what? I do have my concerns uh, with the New England offense, but uh, I think he's. He's still, I think he's still going to get it done. I mean, uh, look, I mean, I know Edelman's going to be out for a few games with the suspension, but he's got, and you kind of described it very well early this morning. It's almost like uh, 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 the island of misfit wide receivers, but they do have value and talent, talent, right? You got, you know, Chris Hogan, uh, Jordan Matthews, uh, Philip Dorsett, Kenny Britt, Malcolm Mitchell. I mean, all these guys individually, uh, might not have the greatest fantasy value, but uh, independently, you know, Brady could find them. And of course, don't forget yeah, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt Brady. I have some worries here. I do, but uh, you know, sometimes we're, we're nitpicking here. You know, even this morning we're talking about him. Okay, I might not have him in my top three. Might not have my top mm-hmm. four, but he's in top five. In a mock that mm-hmm. I'm doing, I grab Brady. He slipped. He slipped around six, and even though I don't like taking mm-hmm. a quarterback early, when I see someone slip, I don't have a choice. Now, all the quarterbacks happen to go a little later. I think Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. went round four. I was thinking about grabbing him, but someone took him right before my pick in round four. Because uh, I think, uh, once again, Aaron Rodgers is going round three. 
Russell Wilson round end of round four, round five. So if these guys slip a couple of rounds, then I, I'll take a quarterback earlier than I normally would. That's just the way I approach it. And that's the way most people should approach their draft. Don't go into a draft thinking one solid way. If a draft is changing, right. you got to change with it. Absolutely. Good advice from uh, George Kurtz. When we come back, we'll continue talking uh, about some quarterbacks. More fantasy football for you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and George Kurtz. Pink Floyd bringing us back in with something that makes the world go round. That's right, money. Uh, George, uh, before we went to commercial, we were talking uh, We were talking some uh, uh, quarterbacks, right? We are going over a mock that I'm involved regarding the Scott Fishbowl League, uh, which is a uh, huge league put together by Scott Fish um, involving people in the industry. I, I believe fans are also invited, uh, 900 participants, and it just grows every year. And uh, there are four flex positions in addition to the traditional starting uh, lineup that you put in. And it's a super flex league because one of those four flex positions could be a quarterback. What do you think about uh, – I told you that I took uh, Tom Brady with my second pick. But what do you think about uh, Deshaun Watson uh, coming up as number two ADP-wise on Fantasy Pros? I mean, you know, ahead of Russell Wilson, ahead of Tom Brady, ahead of Carson Wentz. The expectations for Watson are through the roof. It's mm-hmm. amazing for me. Uh, to me. I, listen, I liked him, loved what he did last year, but – you know, he only played, started, six, what, six, eight games for, for the injury, and now we think he's mm-hmm. a second coming. Teams have now had all offseason. Yeah, but he did not come into the season as a starter last year. So teams weren't right. prepared for him. Now they are. You know they've watched all the video and seen it. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not going to do anything. Of course not. But he, he's not going to throw 60 touchdown passes. You know, he'll you calm so? down a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go out of here. You know, and plus the ACL injury. Does that hamper his mobility a little bit? Do they protect him more and not want him to run as much? You know, I, I don't, I doubt it because team, listen, you got to win now. You got to do what the guy does well, and that's what he, one of the things he does well. Uh, but still, you know, they say with an ACL, generally it'll heal six to eight months, and I've torn mine. That's true, but it takes about two years before you feel normal. That's also true, but then again, I didn't have you know team doctors caring to my every whim and making sure I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. So maybe mm-hmm. uh, that won't affect him as much. But aren't you married to a nurse? I am. No, she didn't care. No, that's not. But uh, I actually, I did all my, I was, I'm a good boy. I did all my rehab because I, I didn't want it to affect mm-hmm. my, the rest of my life, which you can sure. if you don't take care of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think he's good. He's in my second tier. So he's in top mm-hmm. five for me. I think he's in top, top three. I think I, the only person I know I would take above him are Rodgers and Wilson. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I would take him as early as three, so I'm not knocking anybody for doing it. But to say mm-hmm. that there's no worry here, that he's a lock, that's silly. He doesn't even have a full season under his belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, since uh, we're talking quarterbacks and, you know, whether or not they should be a lock and uh, shouldn't worry about them, uh, Carson Wentz, is he uh, an automatic for you, or are you concerned him coming off of uh, an injury? Well, once again... Uh, now, he tore his AC a little later than Watson did. Mm-hmm. And I had to think he did more damage that we've really never really heard than just the ACL. And uh, I, I wonder if he tore something else, too. Because the fact that they're still worried about him st- starting for week one concerns mm-hmm. me. But he looks fine. And he looks fine at camp, moving around, throwing the football. So I think he starts week one. So 
I'm not as concerned here. I think he's proven that he can mm-hmm. do it. Love the team around him. Uh, the running game may not be superb. Ajayi, Clement, Sproles, but it's certainly diversified. He's got a great all-world tight end in Zach Ertz. Solid uh, receivers to throw to. Now you got Alshon Jeffrey who really, really started to come on at the end of last season where I guess he mm-hmm. just got comfortable in the offense there. Aguilar. Uh, Aguilar who uh, woke up, right? Figured it yeah. out. Mike Wallace, a deep yeah. threat. And somebody I like a lot is his Mac Hollins. You know, he had Dallas Goddard too in the draft. I mean, they're stacked. They're just stacked. Good offensive line, good defense. I said the schedule is tougher this year, but the Eagles, Vikings, you want to throw the Packers in there, fine, the Rams. These teams, I mean, are really, in my mind, you know, the top of the heap in the NFC. Yeah, I understand mm-hmm. the Wolves. Maybe uh, the Wolves in Green Bay is probably a tier down from the other three that I just put up there. Philadelphia, Minnesota, Rams, in my mind, the top three teams. Maybe in all of football, but certainly in the mm-hmm. NFC, Green Bay, New Orleans, one notch down. Yeah, I mean Minnesota. You mentioned to me their uh, favorites to make the Super Bowl. In my opinion, I think the Kirk Cousins uh, having those uh, that receiver uh, crew to work with. You know, the the Diggs, the Thielen, and then having Kyle Rudolph as well. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be back, and uh, also uh, Latavius Murray. So, uh, but you're right. I think uh, Philadelphia is up there, and uh, but so are the Vikings, in my opinion. Um, what about a, a quarterback who isn't coming off of an injury, but uh, kind of came into his own last year and has a, a good uh, core of uh, surrounding him? Jared Goff. Um, do we say? I mean, are, are you? Is it an automatic that he? Has another good season? I mean, you know, what's your thoughts on, on Jared Goff? Listen, uh, he certainly came into his own last year. Makes you wonder just getting mm-hmm. Jeff Fisher. Getting rid of Jeff Fisher has done wonders for Goff and Case Keenum, right? Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. both of <laughs> you guys look great without him. Uh, the problem is this. They don't need him. They can win games with Gurley and the defense. Mm-hmm. They don't need Goff. Goff is going to remind me of Troy Aikman. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying Goff's going to be a Hall of Famer. But Aikman was a Hall of Famer, but never had a Hall of Fame fantasy season. Why? Mm-hmm. Cowboys didn't need him to. They didn't need to throw the ball 40 times a game. They could run the ball all day with Emmett Smith, which the Rams will do with Todd Gurley, and they can win mm-hmm. games with their defense. And the Rams' defense is better than what the Cowboys' defense And the Cowboys' defense was good back in the 90s, mm-hmm. but the Rams' defense is better. They just won't need Goff to throw the ball all over the place. You know, so he's not a quarterback one for me. He comes to that quarterback two range. Superflex, love him. Two quarterback league, love him, but in a in one a one quarterback league, he's not going to crack my top twelve. I mean, he's not. not mm-hmm. I don't know. He's going to be all that close to my top twelve, and it's nothing against him. It's the team, the offense, and what they'll ask him to do. They're just not going. They don't need him. They're not going to ask him to throw the ball up and all over the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and according to Fantasy Pros, his ADP uh, is at uh, number eleven, and right after him is Andrew Luck, who. Uh, yeah, still uh, not reporting any uh, pain in the shoulder, which is is very. Uh, it's nice to hear. Well, we need to hear some good news, right? I mean, you know, he's still wasn't he's not throwing the Duke. That's the NFL football. Mm-hmm. He's throwing the college uh, the college football. So baby steps. You know, I talked about mm-hmm. this with Kevin this morning. It's encouraging. I think he. If you're asking me right now, does he play Week One? Yes, I think he does. But mm-hmm. if I'm and next week in the Scott Fishbowl. All right, it is a super flex, so I'll be more interested in him. But if it was a one-quarterback mm-hmm. league, I'd be staying away. As of right mm-hmm. now, he's a guy who, you know, his rankings will change. Or his ranking will change depending on what we see out of him in training mm-hmm. camp, in preseason games. I personally do think that he, he'll be ready for week one. Ready. <laughs> Silly mm-hmm. rabbit. That he'll be ready mm-hmm. for week one and that he'll mm-hmm. play. But my problem is if I draft him right now, Joe, in a one-quarterback league, I'm having a draft tonight. It means I I have to take a second quarterback, and I don't mm-hmm. like doing that. I'd rather not do that, you know, uh, because you know those uh, ro- those reserve spots are valuable. You know, if you only mm-hmm. have three or five, I'd rather spend those. You know, even if it's just a dartboard throw on a backup running back that maybe he gets the job, or you know, you're going to gamble on one of the Indianapolis Colts running backs. And there's so many of them. You know, Mac Hines, Wilkins, Turbin sort of took himself out of the uh, the running this week oh, with yeah. uh, the PED. <laughs> so I'd rather take you know dartboard th- uh, throws there. You know, every now and then they pay off rather than a backup mm-hmm. quarterback, which you may may or may not ever need. So I think uh, as far as Luck's concerned, I like him, but he's sort of still a wait and see guy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if I was drafting today, 
or you know, any time in the near future, I would stay away just because I, I got to see this guy throw the Duke. Um, you know, that's why I try to you know draft as close to the start of the season as possible. Obviously, you, you know. You, have these players that could come up with a season-ending injury in camp. So, uh, but if I was drafting now, uh, luck would not be my QB one. No way. Uh, but it is encouraging, right? And uh, you know, since uh, we're talking uh, Colts, you did mention uh, Turbin being uh, suspended. Uh, Colts running back Robert Turbin suspended for the first four games of the season because of a uh, violation of the NFL policy on performance-enhancing drugs. So, um, obviously, Marlon Mack gets a, a bump up. I, I liked Mack to start off with, to tell you the truth. I thought, um, in my opinion, I think he's going to be the uh, RB1 there. I know Turbin was going to have a role. But uh, Naheem Hines is a guy I saw go in another draft, a mock draft I was doing. Um, are you uh, interested in Hines at this stage? This is a mess. I mean, it's just a mess. <laughs> Are they going to go with the hot hand? The guy is playing well that game. You know, what if Max starts the game in his, you know, his first six rushes? He's got, you know, six rushes for 13 yards. Does that mean they're going to give Hines a shot now? Mm-hmm. Or it's Wilkins? So uh, it's going to be hard to trust any of these guys. And I'm not, certainly not in the first half of my draft. I'm not taking any of them. Right. Certainly as the draft goes on, we're, we're all going to take chances at running back. I'll say it again. There's not enough to go around, so you don't have a choice. You know, so at right. that point, yeah, maybe I gamble on a Mac once the, uh, you know, once the draft pick says, okay, it, it makes sense here. I do like Mac, you know, and maybe I like him because I have him in my dynasty league. And I'm hoping he gets the playing time, but uh, I don't think any of us really truly knows who's going to be the the guy there. But I do know one thing: whichever one it is, he better be able to block in passing situations. All right, that's what they're doing there. They want to protect Locke, make sure he's healthy. That's why they drafted the sure, uh, sure. the offensive lineman in the first round, and that running back better be able to block as well. Well, I said, mm-hmm. better, be, better be able to pick up that blitz on third down. I like the way you described that. That, that uh, backfield is a mess. Any others that really stand out to you? I mean, I'll tell you, Philadelphia's uh, backfield, uh, to me, it, it appears to be a big mess just because you just don't know what to do. I mean, in my opinion, uh, Jai, if he didn't have this you know, underlying issue with his knee, I think that he'd be a, uh, a first-round back. You know, but you just don't know with him. And I think that uh, based on the way Philadelphia used their backs last year, I think they're going to continue to do that. You have Corey Clement, you know, Darren Sproles catching passes out of the backfield back for another year. Even Wendell Smallwood, they just have so many different parts to that backfield. But that that's one that stands out to me. Maybe even Green Bay. We don't know what the heck is going on there. I mean, any uh, specific uh, backfields that you're staying away from this season? Like I know well, it's I early, and I don't know if we can ever say to stay away from a backfield. But if ones that I wouldn't mind avoiding, you know, because I'm worried. Okay. I mean, there's quite yeah. a few. And you go to go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, Alex Collins. Okay, I like him. He's still got Javorius Allen. Kenneth Dixon's back from suspension. That's going to cause mm-hmm. some issues there. I mean, it'd be, it'd be silly to think it's not going to. I still think Collins is going to be the number one guy there. But you're right. I mean, you do have Allen and Dixon, you know, at his heels, right, nipping at his uh, his heels. You go go to Cleveland. Hyde and okay. Chubb, all right. They're both the same back. I mean, I think if Cleveland knew they were drafting, if, if Cleveland knew they were going to draft Nick Chubb in the second round, they probably wouldn't have signed Hyde. And then you did just sign Duke Johnson to the four-year contract. So now you got three guys. They can all play. They're all good backs, but they can all play. Good luck figuring it out. Detroit, mm-hmm. another example: Legarrette Blunt, Theo Riddick, Carryon Johnson, Amir Abdullah. Wow. I mean, is Riddick the, uh, is Riddick the pass catching back? Blunt the short yardage back. Carry on Johnson the, first, the second down back with Abdullah being the backup to all of them? I mean, that, that's a mess there. I mean, good luck. You said Green Bay. You sort of brushed over them. I mean, I like all these guys, but what the hell are we doing here? Jamal Williams, right. Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery. We, we, we thought that maybe Montgomery would go back to being a wide receiver. They lost Nelson, could mm-hmm. use the, uh, the help there. But no, no, he's still in the backfield. Boy, that's fun. Now, now I mean, he is. I don't know. I still think he might. I mean, you know, I don't have much confidence in Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if maybe Geronimo Allison could, you know, take take a, a step forward. But I think eventually maybe Ty Montgomery might become a wide receiver again. But But you're right. That just adds to the confusion. Right, right now he's not. New England, we always know New England's a disaster, right? Because, God forbid, yes. Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick should ever tell us what he wants to do. Look at the Jets. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, Elijah McGuire, Thomas Rolls. 
I mean, I, I have to think Isaiah Carroll is the main guy there, but Powell's done some good things. And I think he gets a bad rap. I think he could do more than just being the third down guy there. McGuire had some moments last year. Rawls has had some moments in his career as well. You already mentioned Philadelphia, which is another quagmire of uh, what we're going to see, what we're going to do here. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's difficult. It's not as cut. And most teams don't have a cut and dry where it's one guy. We know what this guy is going to be. There are very few Le'Veon Bells, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott's out there. It's why they're so valuable in fantasy. Because they are the right. number one guy to your team. You don't have to worry about anybody else. But most teams don't have this. Most teams either have a 1A and a high 2A or a 1A, 1B or a 1, 2, 3, 4. Good luck and figure it out. Right, right. A uh, couple of free agents, uh, DeMarco Murray, Adrian Peterson wants to play again. I mean, uh, how much of a fantasy impact do uh, do they have? In my opinion, I think Murray has still something to offer, but uh, probably not draftable. Oh, he's certainly not draftable. They need, they need an injury. I think Murray still is a, a, a good, a decent player. Yeah, mm-hmm. Last year he was injury prone, got banged up, but he's just that's yeah. one year coming off a very good season. AP, I think, is mm-hmm. pretty close to done. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody's going to be dying to bring him on. But uh, Murray should get a job eventually when someone gets hurt in training camp or they want further yeah. depth there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's uh, probably more than just a back NFL-wise. I think he's more than just a backup running back. I think he could be someone's 1B. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. where last year he was uh, like he was the one and Henry was the uh, two in Tennessee. Well, you can reverse that. He could be the number two to somebody getting, you know, eight to ten carries a game to give the starter a blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just continuing on uh, in this mock uh, draft that I was involved in, or it's currently still going on, slow draft. So I told you I took Tom Brady. And uh, right after him, we're talking in the second round, the fifth pick, Michael Thomas, uh, Dalvin Cook went. Uh, after Thomas, and then here's a surprise to me, and it's maybe it's got to be someone just experimenting because it's a mock draft. But uh, Patrick Mahomes after Tom Brady, so that's the fourth quarterback taken, taken right? Because I, I said Rodgers went, Russell Wilson went, uh, I took Tom Brady, and then Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't know about that. One. Well, that 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 doesn't make any sense <laughs> right. because even if you even if you're high on Mahomes, even if you're high on Mahomes. You don't need to take him that early. No, even no, in a, no, no. Even in a two-quarterback league, you can still mm-hmm. wait. Only mm-hmm. three quarterbacks have gone. You can certainly yeah. wait at least two more rounds. The and next Mahomes quarterback eight. to go was uh, the last pick of the second round is uh, Cam Newton. I, mean, I can yeah, see that. that. I'm not a Cam Newton guy, but, uh, you know. And that, then that's I'm, a silly I'm, pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just somebody experimenting. But the guy who took uh, Cam Newton with the last pick of the second round followed that up with Deshaun Watson. So that's that's not that's an interesting combination there. Uh, I'm not worried about the combination. I, I don't mind the strategy. You know, Superflex League, you now have two very good quarterbacks, two top five, top eight quarterbacks at worst. Uh, that's a really good way to build your team around. Two running quarterbacks at that. They'll get yardage for their safe quarterbacks because and you figure you know, if they get 60 yards rushing a game, it's already six points there. They run one in. Now you're talking 12. Mm-hmm. Throw one yard at 16 already before you even talk right. about passing that's, yardage here. So uh, I like yeah. what they've done there. Yeah, so they that, they have the number one overall pick in this draft, like I am going to have in the real draft. They took Todd Gurley and then followed it up uh, with Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. Like I said, I'm not a Cam Newton guy, but I like the strategy just like you described. So uh, when we come back, maybe we'll talk a little bit more fantasy football, then get back to fantasy uh, baseball, got to talk closer report, uh, maybe the waiver wire. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. 